Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I am Nikki Cross from the future. I'm recording this about 170 episodes in. We're currently in June 2023 and I just thought I'd record an introduction to my earlier episodes for the simple reason my sister was at breakfast the other day in a cafe and she overheard a lady saying to her friend, I have just found the inner work conversation. It's really, really useful. I'm going to go right the way to the beginning and work my way through the episodes. And it immediately made me want to try and contact this lady who I have no idea who she is and be like, no, don't do that. Because this this podcast, it's been going for a few years. And during that time, I have grown. I have changed. I have evolved. I have grown more confident in my abilities and in my competence, not just in my podcasting abilities, but also in what I do with my clients. I've become much more sure about who I best work with, who I best serve, and how we can best have conversations around the topics that are meaningful to the people who I work with. And so it makes me want to go, oh God, no, listen to the more recent episodes. That's where you're going to get your best value. That's where you're going to get your best insights. And it also, to be honest, makes me go, oh, in those older episodes, I sound different. I sound different because I was trying really hard. I was trying really hard to be liked and accepted. I was trying really hard to find my place in this in this space. And I think it comes through. I think that you can hear that. And I'll be honest, there's some old, old episodes that I've gone back and I've thought, oh, that, that's made me cringe or I actually disagree with myself. And so it leaves me with the question, why wouldn't I take the old episodes down? And my simple answer is this. As we all navigate life and business, we all evolve and we all grow. And there is always going to be an older version of us that we wish we'd have said things differently or we wish we'd have done things differently. Like for example, at the beginning of my business, I wish that I'd have been much more confident in who I worked with and how I can serve them and really back in my own, you know, opinions around certain things. But I can't go back. None of us can. None of us can go back to a previous version of ourselves and rewrite time. And so I'm leaving all of my older episodes in for one reason only. And that is because I want you to take these older episodes and take them for what they are, a demonstration of someone growing and evolving and learning in public. And I I say all of this and I introduce this episode with the hope that that not only inspires you, but also helps you to give yourself permission to grow and evolve and learn in public. So many of us just won't put ourselves out there for fear that it's not going to be good enough and you know it's not going to be right and when i when i listen back to my original my my initial podcast episodes it's not good enough and it's not right by my standards now but it was back then everyone has to start somewhere we all have to start somewhere we can't just rock up to something and be who we want to be or have the quality that we want to have from day one. So with what you're about to listen to, please, please know that as these podcasts, as the numbers roll on, the more me you will hear me get, but that's the more me now. Yeah. And that's not to say that there isn't value and insight in these older episodes. It's just letting you know that this is my version of growing and evolving out loud. So with all that said, let's get into the episode.
Welcome to episode 26 of the Inner Work Conversation, a podcast I've created for leaders like you. This podcast is dedicated to making sure that you feel empowered and reassured that you are totally not alone. I'm Nikki Cross, founder and CEO of Thrive Life and Business, and in today's episode, I want to share with you some inside info on the work that we do inside Thrive Together. Today, I am sharing a snippet of our power planning process to help you really see how it's so much more than just cheap productivity hacks, but it does actually make you more productive. (laughs) Before I dive in, I want to share some feedback from a beautiful friend of mine who shared a key takeaway on episode 24, three lessons from three of my most difficult times over on Instagram. And you might think that sharing feedback from a friend is cheating. I don't. Emma has consistently cheered me on since I launched the business a year ago. She's listened to all of my episodes on the Inner Work Conversation and she's always the first to mention my business in rooms full of people where she knew there'll be opportunities. I am forever grateful to have the support of friends and family and I also love her key takeaway too. She said, powerful yet vulnerable episode. Nick, you never cease to amaze me with your honesty. Turns out hearing you upset means that I cry too while I'm lit, while I'm washing the dishes. She says that a key takeaway from episode 24 was hitting rock bottom cracks you open. Relate, relate, relate. Emma was actually talking about the line in the episode where I say, that's the thing about rock bottoms. You realize who you really are, why you're really here, and what's really important. So if you feel like you need a bit of a shake up after this episode, maybe a cry in your dishes, <laughs> then go <laughs> then go ahead and make episode 24 your next listen. Um, thanks so much for sharing. Soz for making you cry. You're also now entered into my monthly review, thank you, where each month I'm gonna be picking out one review and contact that person to gift them with one of the resources that I've mentioned in the episode. So this could range from a book, an audible, or even a month's free access to Thrive Together. So please continue to leave reviews over on iTunes. And if you're not on iTunes, just tag me on social media. I'll count that too. So let's get into the episode. Today, I'm diving into some really important considerations that if we blink and miss them, they can really mess up your productivity. If you get to the end of this episode and think, yes, that is exactly the type of support that I need, then may I be as bold as to suggest you should consider joining Thrive Together. If you like this episode, you will love being a member. So let's dive in. Okay, so most weeks inside Thrive Together, we do our weekly live power planning sessions. And I'll always start off the session by asking my members how they feel. Now, before you switch off this episode, because you think it's a bit fluffy, please listen on over the next 15, 20 minutes, because what I want to do in this episode is wake you up to a habit that you've possibly or probably had for your whole career and not known and also not been able to recognize the invisible but huge impacts of this. So like I say, right at the beginning of the call, just as people are joining the Zoom call, I ask the question, how are you all today? How are you all today? And then I wait on the screen. At the same time, I usually have the emotions wheel up. So if you're not familiar with that, I will link it in the show notes. And I ask the question and then I wait. And I've got my eyes on the chat box and I wait. And the thing is with leaders is 
you're such high performers, your standard response is normally, I'm good, I'm good, or I'm fine. And then what normally they're expecting me to do is like, come on, let's go, let's get into power planning, I'm good, let's go. It's almost like a pleasantry. (laughs) How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. And the point of this exercise is that a lot of us use positivity as avoidance. We say, yeah, I'm good. But what happens is the deeper we bury how we really feel, the more it will play out subconsciously during your week. So the point of me asking this question, the whole point of this is to recognize, acknowledge and own, actually own how you feel in order to remain conscious of the energy that you're bringing into your week. But more than this, and actually that's what this whole podcast episode today is about, who do you think you are? So once I've, what happens in power planning is I take the group through a guided reflection on their previous week so that they can recognize what served them, what didn't, assess where they're at in terms of their goals and practically in their business. And then once we've done that reflection, we then flow into power planning for the upcoming week. And a part of this is intentionally deciding who we are going to show up as. Hence the question, who do you think you are? So this episode is about helping you to see how you're potentially unknowingly and unconsciously potentially sabotaging your own progress. It's about bringing the stuff that we rarely think into consciousness so that you can actively support yourself rather than unconsciously not support yourself, (laughs) which a lot of the time that is exactly what we're doing. It's about actually making a decision on how you're going to show up, deciding who you are going to be, which will then inform your narrative, which will then inform your actions. So to begin, I want to tell you about a time where I absolutely didn't do any of this. Um, And that's one of the points that I make inside of Thrive Together is I never teach anything that I don't believe in or I don't actively do because... I want you guys to know that these concepts work, not only with me, but with other leaders who I support and have supported. Um, But yeah, rolling back to a time where I absolutely was not in this space. And I know that in, in my episodes, I like to give you personal examples because it's with a view of helping you see that I'm coming from a place of knowing what it's like to not know and to not do any of this stuff and the outcomes <laughs> of not doing and not knowing this stuff. So I hope that it, I hope that it serves you in me sharing some of the examples. Um, If not, skip forward a couple of minutes maybe. I talked in episode 24 about my three biggest learning curves and one of them was the months in my first year of business where I flatlined from a revenue perspective. And what I want to share with you today is what would happen in my own mind during that time. So in that episode, I shared, you know, my learnings in retrospect like looking back in hindsight but what I want to share with you today is actually what was happening in my own head and therefore what that drove in terms of my actions so what I would do completely unintentionally is I would look at my pipeline I would look at my revenue and the figures and I would let those external results lead my energy which could then lead my thoughts, which would then lead my words and my actions. And I think if you're listening to this, you can apply that to so many things. You know, you could 
be on a journey of weight loss or health or whatever it is and you can look in the mirror and see a body that you're not happy with and therefore that will then lead your thoughts which will lead your words which will lead your actions so I just I'm giving you these examples so that you can see that it applies to so many things and also that it is really fucking easy to fall into that trap when things are looking bleak or not the way you want them to look I think it's really easy to focus on that and then the feeling that this then generates will be helplessness will be you'll feel depleted or exhausted and a bit shite. And the likelihood is, I know for me, when my business, in the months that my business didn't perform as well as I wanted it to, what happened is any work I did do, it wasn't really impactful because the energy or the place that my actions were coming from were more focused on what was going wrong, what wasn't happening, what isn't here, basically scarcity, rather than what could be. And so your energy gets plate gets misplaced. That is the best way for me to put it. Your energy gets misplaced. Now, what this work does in power planning is it will switch your focus. And what I want to be really, really clear on here is the difference between those two things, which is why I've been really careful at the beginning of the episode to make sure I outline the two. How you feel is one thing. And you you will always hear me say, if if you work with me directly or not, you will always hear me say, your feelings are totally valid. How you feel is one thing. How you choose to show up is another. And I know that I've mentioned in a previous episode, one of my favourite, favourite books of all time is A Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. And his work was formed from his experiences in Auschwitz. And, um, I know I've mentioned this in a previous episode, but I want to repeat one of my favourite quotes to you before I continue, because I think it's really, really relevant. He says, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. (laughs) And the other one that I really love, um, also by him, is everything can be taken from a man, but one thing the last of human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. Now, here's the thing. I read that book well over 10 years ago. I remember reading it on the way over to Liverpool. So God, how long that must that have been? It was when I worked in an office. Yeah, well over 10 years ago. And although I understood the concepts and although the concepts really changed things for me in my life, Notice how still, even knowing those concepts and practicing them, I still had a tough time in the first year of my business, which is only this last year, when things weren't going to plan. And that's that resounding thing of, you may well know it, but are you doing it? Yeah? And this is why I've included a specific practice in power planning, which is twofold. So like I say, at the very beginning of the call, it's recognising how do you feel and why might you feel that way? You know, how do you feel today? And and why might you feel that way? And then further to that, later on when we've reflected on our previous week, before we go any further, it's about deciding how are you going to show up in your business this week? Because here's the thing, when things weren't going well for me in my business, like I said, I was focusing on what wasn't there, 
what wasn't going well, what wasn't happening. And therefore that generated more of the same. But more than that, and I reckon, I'm not ashamed to admit this because I reckon this applies to many, many others, possibly you too. More than that, I took it further. I made it mean something about me, right? Those results, those external results that I could see in front of me, I then attached meaning about myself to those results. And this is what we do if we're not careful with our thoughts, if we're not selective and conscious with our thoughts and the energy that we're bringing into our life and into our business. Not only can we then ignore the way we feel, but we then base our actions from that feeling and then make the results mean, sorry, yeah, make the results that we can see in front of us mean something about us. So if I apply the months of my business that weren't being as profitable as I'd have liked, I was seeing no pipeline. I'd see that there wasn't the revenue that I wanted or needed. I'd then feel deflated, sad, frustrated, annoyed. And then I would start thinking, it's because I'm not good enough. Which was, and is, my go-to. I'm not good enough, right? And that's the thing with business. And I know I've said this in a previous episode, whether you're running a business or you're a leader in one, if you haven't worked through your own inner shit, business will bring up all of your unresolved shit. (laughs) The relationships that you have with others, whether that's in life or in business, it will bring up your unresolved shit, especially when things aren't going your way. And therefore, from that place of me not seeing the results that I wanted to see, and then me feeling the feelings that I felt, and then not feeling good enough from that identity, and that was an unfounded identity. I can see that now. The time, because I was basing my identity on and my self-worth on those results and attaching myself to those results, I couldn't see that then. Our actions are connected to our sense of self. And so being aware of your sense of self, can you see how that is so important now? So in power planning, I put in these strategies and I put in these stages in my process because it is so fucking important to A, acknowledge how you feel, own that, and not not reject it, own that, and think through why might you be feeling that way and use that information to your advantage. And as I say, to be clear, we're not resisting how we feel, we're not trying to change it. Our objective is not to change it, it's just to increase the awareness of it rather than push it down. And B to choose how you will show up this week in your business or in business. And I say weekly, you could even do this process daily if you wanted to, but it is about identity. When we get intentional with our identity, we detach our self-image and our self-worth from the results that we see right in front of us. It's very, very simple. And this is absolutely not my concept. This is a concept that you'll see being pushed by uh, high-performance coaches like Brendan Burchard all the way through to more spiritual leaders like Neville Goddard and Wayne Dyer. It is as simple as I am. I am. You need to catch yourself, that's the key. Because when you're doing this unconsciously, what you might notice is that your I am statements sound like your feelings. I am overwhelmed. I am always busy. I am disorganized. I am an anxious person. I am unconfident. And we we blend, we merge the two. We take our feelings and we turn that into our identity. Now, 
By the way, I'm not going to argue with you that you are or you are not those things. You might be overwhelmed. You might feel overwhelmed. But as and the thing is, as humans, our brains are wired to not like being wrong about ourselves. We get a lot of satisfaction in being right. So when you say either out loud or in your own mind your I am statement, you best believe that your mind, body and soul is absolutely listening and you also better believe that it's almost impossible to sustainably and consistently practice, I don't know, healthy habits while holding on to an identity of I am unhealthy. It's also likely that you're sabotaging yourself if you're saying I am a mess at the same time as trying to get your shit together. You need to understand that by saying, I'm just an anxious person, that will not contribute to helping you to step into a place of calm and and composed action. Now, what is important for me to point out is, I don't do therapy. I am not a therapist. And therefore, if my clients identify or I identify in my clients that they have deeper unresolved trauma that is shaping their identity as an adult, then that is something that they might want to go and address and work on with a qualified therapist. But in this work, looking forward, moving forward, that's what coaching is, we are being selective. As James Clear says in his most excellent book, Atomic Habits, every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. No single instance will transform your beliefs. But as the votes build up, so does the evidence of your new identity. Let me read that again. Every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. No single instance will transform your beliefs. But as the votes build up, so does the evidence of your new identity. Love that one. Love that quote. And so my objective in taking my Thrive Together members through this process every single week is to bring their identity into consciousness, is to make them aware of it. So notice we do this exercise of defining our identity, defining how we're going to show up, who we're going to show up as this week. We do that after reflecting back on the previous week. Because it's important to reflect and take the lessons and acknowledge what has served us and what was empowering and what didn't serve us and what we're going to consciously let go of, what we can leave in last week and not carry through. We do it after reflection. So like I said, if we're not addressing the underlying identity before we plan our week, we can make a plan, you know. So for me in that time of my business where I was having the months where I pretty much flopped, I could have made a plan which would have looked like, um, you know, the the steps show up on social media three times a week, contact 10 previous clients about my services, et cetera, et cetera. But I would be coming from a place of not good enough. And that energy that I would bring to that would absolutely have come through. I imagine if I look back, I imagine it did come through. This is where I want to get really honest with you. It also impacted the things I did that weren't planned the things that you think don't matter because nobody else knows about them but you. The things like how much you scroll on social media and therefore how much you compare yourself. The things like how much you're looking around rather than focusing on your own shit. How much you're looking around trying to figure out the best way to do things and grabbing for other people's strategies because they work for them and seeing, you know, if you try that on for you, it might work for you. And it causes you to constantly swap tactics because that didn't work, I'll try something new. That didn't work, I'll try something new. So you, and also changing your goalposts, all of these things 
I'm thinking of more. Like the other thing I wasn't doing at the time, I wasn't tracking any wins because the results weren't there. You know, so there were all of these things that I was doing. And I'm going to be really honest with you. All of that took up actual time, physical time, but also a lot of my energy and where your energy is depleted in this way, it feels like you you can do all of the actions, but it feels like you're treading through quicksand. So it's really important to make a clear distinction between the way you feel and what you hold to be true about who you are and therefore how you're going to show up in your business that day or that week. You know, I can and I do feel anxiety, but that does not mean I am innately an anxious person. I can feel excited. It doesn't mean I'm an excited person. Ultimately, I can feel something without becoming it. And further to that, I can feel something without becoming it and then make all of the evidence that I experience back up the thing that I've become, which I'm going to talk a little bit more about in a minute. But my main objective is to support leaders to empower themselves. And I understand that they might feel a certain way And I'm not trying to take that feeling away from them. You know, I'm not trying to enforce toxic positivity or get them to avoid their emotions. What I'm doing is showing them that they can feel overwhelmed and still decide how they are going to show up. I am showing them that they can feel disappointed, flat, deflated, frustrated by their current business results and still show up with the energy of intentionally creating abundance in their business you know, I'm changing it basically from something that happens to you to something that you choose. And then, you know, even for me personally, then all week, whatever, whatever that identity is that I have chosen, that is my mantra. I write mine on post-it notes. I repeat it constantly when I WALK the dogs, when I go for a wee, when I sit down at my desk, I repeat that mantra that I've created about who I'm going to show up as in my business today or this week, because I know that I can trust that that mantra I've created for myself will be a hell of a lot more empowering than some of the shite that my brain produces if I just leave it to it, you know, (laughs) and I'm going to assume the same is, it's the same for you. The intention that I set, the I am statement drives my actions. And from those actions, I produce evidence that backs up my I am statement. And that evidence then motivates me to continue producing more evidence that proves that I am right. And on and on it goes. Like I said earlier, as humans, we don't like to be wrong about things. So I know that I can trust that if I'm affirming to myself the identity I've chosen to show up as, the energy I'm looking to bring to the table... I can trust that my actions will come from that place. If you want to go way, way, way deeper about this, if you, I'm not going to in this episode, but if you wanted to investigate this, I would recommend you read Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Because what I'm talking about today, it's not fluff. It's not witchcraft. It's not just some concept that I've decided to do a podcast episode about. It's science you know, it's actual science. And a lot of people, they want it, including me (laughs) at times, they want it to be the other way around. They want to do the things and then have the identity change. They want to, you know, do the productivity hacks and then be able to say, see, I'm an organized person. I've got my shit together. I'm someone who approaches their business in a calm and composed manner, but it doesn't work like that. It's the same type of thing as asking a nutritionist for a healthy body before you have made the changes to your diet. 
You have to create the identity before the actions because if you don't define the identity you want to show up as first, your actions go on autopilot to back up the belief that you are disorganized or you are scatty or you are a mess or whatever because we don't like to be wrong about ourselves. (laughs) For those of you who are familiar with neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, you will also recognize this as using your filters to select the evidence that you see. So you will know those those filters as delete, dis, distort, and generalize. And that is the evidence that you physically see in front of you. You use that evidence to suit the beliefs that you hold to be true. So for those of you who don't know NLP, let me give you an example. If I worked in an office and I believe I am not a very likable person, so I've got really low self-esteem, I don't think I'm very nice or kind, I'm not very likable, Jane could walk into the office and she could walk in with a gob on, not say hello, and I will take that visual and auditory evidence and I will, based on my beliefs, apply a meaning. So in this case, the meaning would be, Jane didn't say hello to me because Jane hates me and everyone hates me and that's why Jane didn't say hello. If, however, I believe I am a likable, kind person with many great traits, the exact same situation might play out in front of me So the exact same evidence. And then I might think, Jane didn't say hello to me. She looks grumpy. I hope she's okay. Perhaps she's had a tough morning. I'll make her a brew. You know, (laughs) in both of these situations, the same piece of evidence drives two different outcomes of thought based on belief. And as you've probably summarized already, these thoughts will also drive the actions that we take towards Jane, either directly or indirectly. You see how that plays out. So inside Thrive Together, my job isn't to go into the ins and outs of the mechanics and the science behind all of this, but it is to hold space. It's a fantastic place for accountability on this particular kind of thing. And not only can you join in power planning, but there are modules that cover this kind of material. And then there's the personal progress log, where that is somewhere that you can go to document your personal development journey as a leader. But if you're not a member... I would absolutely start this practice on your own, perhaps in a journal, or if you're a digital person, you could maybe have it in your calendar as a um, calendar invite. But to summarize, what I would absolutely encourage you to do, using those two um, levels of awareness in your business practices. Um, So it's very, very simple. How do I feel today? And as I say, I'm going to link the emotions wheel in the show notes for you. How do I feel today? And then once you've reflected on the last previous day or the previous week, then choose, be really intentional with it. How am I going to show up today? What have I learned upon that reflection of yesterday or last week? What have I learned and how am I going to choose to show up? As always, I really hope that me sharing some of this with you has been both insightful and interesting, but also useful. My main objective in these podcast episodes is to provide you with materials that you can actually go and implement into your life and business. So with that, I'm handing over to you. What have you learned from today's episode? Perhaps upon reflection and listening to some of the things that I've shared, what have you learned about yourself? What have you learned about the key concepts that I've shared today? But more importantly, what will you do? What will you implement? I would love to hear from you. You can 
head on over to social media and share this podcast episode and also your key takeaways on there and most importantly what you will implement or you can just dm me contact me directly let me know what is it that you're going to implement i absolutely love hearing from you guys when you're saying i've listened to this and here's what i did with it so with that i'll see you in the next episode Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Before you go, if the content today make you go, yes, this is exactly the kind of content that I want in my ear holes, then if you're not already, please hit subscribe so you don't miss another episode. And for those of you who are already subscribed, I'll see you in the next one.